Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to the Friday Special, a podcast by Guitar Nerds. Now for 2020, the Friday Special series is running every week. And each week, I'll have a new guest from the world of guitars, amplification, effects, pedals, accessories. We'll have brands, producers, musicians, etc. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week um, by my co-host, Matthew Knight. Hello there. And Matt Gleason from Monty's Guitars. Hello, Matt. Thank you for joining us. Hello there. Thanks for having me. Ah, not at all. Now, I spoke briefly uh, before we went on air about the fact that this is going to be incredibly tricky because I have two two Matts here. So, uh, you know, I might possibly refer to you as Monty throughout. Do it. Uh, it's it's to... fine. Most people do, in all fairness. Wonderful. I, I'm going to do that in in that case. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for for coming on the podcast. Obviously, um, Monty's Guitars are a brand that guitarists have been aware about, you know, for a long time. And and you know, you yourself have have a a, a massive kind of history as a as a luthier. You've got yeah. like 20 years of experience in the brand. And yeah, and you know, um, Monty's Monty's Guitars as a as a London. Uh, sort of luthery repair everything else uh, shop are, are incredibly well established um so yeah that that's a brief overview for the for the listener <laughs> if you've not if you've not heard of of uh, monty's guitars before but i i guess the thing that you're almost becoming most known for are your pickups yeah yeah we've been i mean it's monty started a long, long time ago, there was me and another guy, who, a guy called Leon Furbrush, who is now heads up um, Grizzly Guitars, um, and uh, he, uh, we, we started Monty's as just a guitar repairs thing. It was literally Monty's guitar repairs because it it sounded better than you know going down to like one four five guitar repairs. but it's also you know Monty had been a nickname of mine when I was younger Um, I was a big Monty Python fan Um, and uh, also he had a cat called Monty at the time I mean it was just loads of things so um, is the Monty Python thing actually a reference that's incredible that's awesome Yeah, man. I mean, the, the dead parrot sketch all the way. <laughs> 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 so, um, yeah, we did that. And, uh, but 
he, we were both living in Ealing at the time, and then Leon moved to East London, I moved to West London, so we split London like we, uh, but you know, um, the Russians and Americans did with Berlin and uh, <laughs> set some territories. Uh, Don't yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and yeah, and uh, I, I stayed in the West, and he stayed, he went east, and um, yeah, so it all started like that, and we, you know, just doing repairs as as and when. I mean, uh, we were. I, in all fairness, when I started with this whole thing, I really landed on my feet. I, I started my apprenticeship with um, a shop in Kew we're called Chandler Guitars, which at the time was hands down, apart from Bill Puplet, was hands down the best place in the whole of the UK to get your stuff done. Yes, so, I, I mean, an absolutely an incredibly renowned store and, and some wonderful names to have behind you as as the sort of mentors who have brought you to this point as well. Yeah, it's it's absolutely crazy. I mean, from off the bat, we, you know, the first customer's guitar I was allowed to work on was Dave Gilmore's, which was just like <laughs> mental. But they didn't tell me until after I'd done it. So I wasn't allowed to touch a customer's guitar and for six months. And then, um, you know, after that, then, you know, it, it sort of went on. And this baby tailor was put on my bench and um, it, it was a baby tailor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was this really it. distinctive black strat that was like sort of. <laughs> no, but no, no, no. I'll get onto that later. I'll get onto that later. But this baby tailor, right, was on. It uh, was put on my bench. It had a warp neck, um, and it was being left. I've been all I was told was it been left in this guy's summer house, and um, it was just like his like tinkering guitar. And um, he, but yeah, it, it was. Well, uh, can I swear on this thing? Yeah, yeah, okay. that's fine. It was, it was fucked. So, um, <laughs> I, it, so I, I, I sorted it all out. I reshot the neck. I sorted it and etc. And then uh, two days later, because um, this guy called oh, what's his name, Phil Taylor. Yeah, Who's, Phil um, Taylor's gave, his tech. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he came, picked it up, went away, and two days later we got this phone call, and then Charlie, uh, Charlie Chandler came in, came to me and went, well, Dave likes the guitar. And I literally just didn't say anything. I ran outside and phoned my dad. <laughs> I was just like, you never guess. And it was one of those, one of those things. But I mean, I, if, if that store, I mean, mainly, I mean, they, not only did they have the best repair guys there, they, they, they didn't like, I mean, West London was where all of those guys, all of the, the old rockers lived. Was, so we had. Was that, was I might be wrong here, but didn't you have one of the first plate machines? Weren't this? Didn't you have? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my first. That was my first job. That's why I got hired. Was I was the plate operator. So, um, I mean, yeah, the plate, the plate machine. It's, it's it's a good thing, man. It's really good, and but it's it's like I I see it as a it's a it's it's a tool that if you need it, you use it, um, but. It doesn't set guitars up perfectly. It, it can. The one thing it can do that nobody can do is that if a guitar neck under tension twists differently than it is without tension, so if the grain's funny or something like that, then a plate machine will hands down get you get you out of trouble. But otherwise, personally, it the when when you set a guitar up just using the plate machine, it feels a little plinky, if that makes any sense. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is refreshing. This is good <laughs> because the, the plate machine really was the sort of new kid on the block 
Um, yeah. But it seemed to be something that was being adopted as far as, as far as I'm concerned. And of course, it's no secret where my uh, allegiances lie with sort of types of guitars. But it seemed to be the sort of thing that was being adopted only by very, very modern brands as kind of the uh, mm. as like, this is the thing. It's, it's you know, it's plec, plec set up. But, you know. Of the buzzword course, it, almost. Yeah, I it's think. a buzzword, and for me, I was like, "Well, there, were, there was never, there was, there's never really been a problem with any of the, you know, Fenders or Gibsons or Gretches or you know things like that that aren't Plex up." So I've always, always met the sort of Plex idea with a little bit of skepticism. So that's that's refreshing to hear. Yeah, but I think with, uh, the the thing is, especially the way the world's gone, um, is that middle run guitar shop where it was. Uh, small enough not to be a box shifter but big enough to have a decent repair shop that's gone and um so having if as a guitar brand having a, a plec the, the plec machine sort all your guitars out before they go out into a crate and then off is a good thing because i mean lots of my, a lot of my work when i started was sourcing out all the setups that that came that came you know the, all the guitars then that came in you know it was they they were so badly set up and also because sure. guitar brands don't dry their woods out properly so then where you know give your guitar six months and then it's completely different to what it was when you bought it and you need to sort yeah. it all out and the plec kind of kind of takes care of that so i can see it but um i i don't know i I don't know if I'd have one in my own shop. <laughs> They're really expensive. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I prefer to use, I mean, to, to fret dress, I, I use a spirit level, which I could get for like two pounds from home base. I mean, it's, it's seriously like you don't need to spend 60 grand or whatever it is. But um, Wow, is that how much they are? Wow. I, 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 from, from memory, I honestly, I don't know what they are now, but um, from memory, it was a lot of money. I'm pretty um, sure it's one of the only ones in the country. I'm sure I remember it being advertised as like this is the only place you could have one of yeah. like two yeah. places you could. Have yeah, there was like Chandler's had one, and Joe Glacier over in Nashville had one. I mean, it was one of those kind of things. It was, I mean, he is like the tech, you know, to, to send stuff to. So, so yeah, it was it was a big thing. It was a really big thing. But, um, to, I mean, at, at that time everything was like forced through it and I, I don't think it's necessarily a, a, the right thing it's just you know it was a new tool everyone wanted to, wanted to use it but you know that's one of the things that John just had I guess yeah sure <laughs> and I guess and so and so from there you then went on to to start Monty's and mm-hmm. and the thing about Monty's guitars is it, it's it's um I guess it is kind of a bit of everything because yeah. you you're offering, you know, you you know, which we'll go on to talk about in more detail, but you're offering everything from courses to pickups to monte casters to pedals <laughs> like yeah. there's there's kind of a um it, it's it's become very much a sort of a uh yeah, sort of a jack of all trades in in that sense, but yeah. you know, also with an incredibly impressive um list of uh customers you know mm-hmm. of, of you know we've spoken about dave gilmore but of course he's by no means you know you you're your only sort of uh um celebrity customer i guess no no i mean i've, I've been really I've, you know again it was it's it's luck luck really i mean i think um guitar repairers and techs and and, and in all fairness it's like tone <laughs> you find something that you 
um, you like somebody that you trust and then it's like a hairdresser. Once you find somebody that's good, you just don't go anywhere else. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's that kind of thing. And I've, I've just been really fortunate to be in the right place at the right time. And, and I, you know, and work my ass off, you know, but um, yeah, we've got done stuff. Like <laughs> it was really, yeah, my most rock and roll moment ever was when uh, it was Sunday it was a Sunday evening. I was watching some crime drama with my wife and uh, I get this text message and it says, hi, this is Ed um, uh, from Radiohead. And um, I've heard about your pickups and, and this thing. And I, 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 I shit you not, I, th- I thought, right, because I've been speaking to a guy a guy called Steve Crow. Do you guys know him? I, don't, I mean, if, if you don't know him, you should know, know him. He is, right. he is like literally tone legend. But <laughs> he, um, I was, we've been talking about because he does um, Ed's amps, and I've been talking to him like literally the day before about about Ed O'Brien, and um, I thought it was just him fucking with me, but it wasn't <laughs> at all. It was actually it was actually Ed O'Brien, and uh, and he was just like, "Yeah, I, I, I'm recording this new album. I want this new this 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 sound, and I, I really want to set your paths and um, all this kind of thing." I was just like, "Uh." uh uh, fuck yeah <laughs> it's like what do you what do you say to that I mean it's like that's the kind of thing when I, I was like 16 like lying in my dorm room listening to okay computer yeah. <laughs> on yeah. repeat you know was, that was like absolute you know mind blowing. I mean, I've, I've just been I've been lucky I've met a lot of really nice really cool guys you know but um but the first year I was in Chandler's, I remember it came up to Christmas and we had Chris, Chris Rea came in. and Oh, uh, oh wow. I, yeah. I mean, I mean that's, my, that's like my all-time favourite Christmas song, man. This is so, so cool. <laughs> and uh, my job was to clean his guitar leads. He was going off on a little like Christmas tour and I had to clean all the gaffer tape off his guitar leads. But he was there, <laughs> sat there talking football at me. And um, I have no, I, I'm not a football fan. I'll put that out there, and uh, so I was just like, "Yeah, yeah, kick the kick the ball, win the goal." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <do> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but, uh, yeah. It's been it's been really really cool. Met a lot of nice people. But yeah. It's it's been a lot of growth though, because obviously I first came to know about you. To be honest, I, I was trying to think about this before I came because I I bought a set of the path pickups, and I and I yeah. have no because I, I I don't think I spoke to you at all at that point. I just bought mm-hmm. them off the website. Uh, and then I remember we were talking about them. Um, we were talking about them on the podcast, and I think we saw you at the Birmingham Guitar Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, a couple of months afterwards, but at that point, I, I think you might have just popped up on a random like search or something about yeah. path pickups. But that was pretty much the only thing you were doing. I think you'd only just started doing pickups, and you were like, "Well, this is the cloak," because you'd worked on some fifty nines, I think, at Chandler's or you know, over the time that you've done it. Oh, and yeah. like this well, 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 that is then. actually, that's one of the wonderful things about Monty's guitars is, is because you've come into contact with so many incredible um, vintage guitars is that a lot of the Monty's pickups, which are, you know, obviously what you're becoming very renowned for yeah. um, are based on pickups that you've had the opportunity to try and, you know, in, in your own words, be, be inspired by. Yeah. But it's, I, I mean, the, the one thing with all these, the whole vintage thing is, is kind of a, it's a strange thing. But um, well, back in the day, they weren't thinking about making them the best sounding, every single guitar, the best sounding guitar. They were just churning them out, you know. Yeah. And um, I've, 
it was it, do you know what in fact it all started went back at Chandler's when I um saw Charlie put together a 62 strat out of bits that he had sort of um, found and bought from various places and he was putting different pickups in um and trying them out and like one they were all 62 strap pickups you know which you'd think they'd all sound pretty much the same you know they'd sound one would sound amazing one would sound great one would sound an absolute toilet and then you know it, it would just yo-yo around and it was just like well what what but why why is it like this i mean but you know they <laughs> there was a lot I mean at Fender there was a load of people just winding having a chat like over their desks to each other so <laughs> it could have been like oh Dora can you get me a cup of tea and it's well a cup of coffee I guess it would be but um you know so they're not accurate nothing's accurate and like when you go to the path thing the machine that wound them part of the the the, the mechanics that counted the windings that was made out of cardboard so that kept failing so it was made out. Of, it was they they um, used time to wind them. So, I mean, you've got the first thing where, so I guess someone gets a little bit distracted, you know, might overwind it a little bit, or there's a, they're using all the soldering irons at the same time. So there's power. So you know, the, the power's different. So things are completely different. Then there's no consistency, um, yeah. and it was basically because I was in that fortunate position of seeing a load of really cool old stuff um i basically started making notes of all the ones that i really liked and um really delving into them and and there was a thread there was a common thread through all of them you know and um, and and that's it and that's in all of all of my pickups, um, humbucker strats, everything, it's all about this kind of clarity that comes through, which is, it's, I mean, as 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 you guys know, I mean, it, like stage volumes are coming down. Everything's, you know, you you can't just turn yourself up to be heard. You need to be sat in the mix really nicely, and um, that's that's what we're after that's what i'm after it's certainly it's certainly a weird time isn't it i do think it's a transient time to be making anything because the the hunt is still as you say the the hunt is for that that 50 well that 60s sound really yeah that's that's the you know whether it's fender or gibson we're we're looking for that late 50s early 60s sound those things that we're that are very familiar to us those those early records but we want to apply those to modern day in which you know we're getting to a point where if you're playing a really pro gig then you know you you've got to think maybe a 15 watt amp might actually be pushing it by today's standards yeah 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 because we're moving towards silent stages and it is moving the bar and now that we're wanting to run uh, you know, if you want those tones, we're wanting to run those guitars into digital, uh, you know, digital things like the Helix, the Kemper, mm-hmm. the the GT1000, stuff like that. It's such it's such a change that yeah. it's so difficult. It's it's almost you you are going to have to do something very very specific in order to get the right tones from those vintage sounding pickups and guitars in order to apply them to because we're not applying to them to the same setting we're now applying no. them to such a different environment yeah 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 but i think it's all uh, again i mean the thing is when, when, when you're dealing with like a kemper or anything all in-ear monitoring and everything you can just hear yourself so much better so you yeah. become so 
you, you become more picky about your tone, you know, and and what you need to hear and all of that stuff. And it's always the only thing I've ever heard from anybody is this: I need more clarity. That's all I really? need. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I need to hear myself more. I need to hear this. I need to hear this. I need it. So um, that's that's what we strive for. I mean, and that's what you know. I when I was doing the whole covers band thing, we went in. It, we had silent stage and then monitoring and everything, and it was just everything. I, I used to <laughs> basically I test ride all of the pickups when I was playing. So <laughs> it was just like what what could I hear myself through? And we had like you know it was, it was guitar bass yeah guitar bass keys track electronic drums all that kind of stuff and if you can if you can still be heard through all those frequencies then you're onto a winner you know um and that's that's that you know i think so um i guess you know with that you know with all that being vintage pickups obviously we should probably talk about i'm guessing probably one of your most popular pickups has been the danish pete uh, DP51 yeah. teleset, which um, bizarrely enough um, is 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 based on well, it's based on his purple telly. But I found a picture of that telly the other day being played in GAC for the same serial number, which we really? obviously sold. Uh, I'm guessing new at some point, and it came in because I think one of my colleagues sold it when I was working at GAC, and then I helped sell it to Pete. <laughs> when I started working at Anderton's but I was scrolling through loads of old phone photos and I was like Pete I think this is your guitar yeah. from like and like dated from like seven years ago yeah, yeah yeah so bizarre how it ended up in the same set of hands twice without without me knowing it and then yeah <laughs> to, to Pete but the funny thing was that guitar was actually sold to someone else um, at Anton's, and then the guy returned it like a week later and just like wasn't getting on with it. Yeah. And then Pete was like, oh, it's the, it's the best guitar I've ever played. So mm. I guess, I mean, how did you kind of end up speaking to him and how did the idea come about that you wanted to do it? Well, the, Pete, um, Pete and I have a similar sense of humour. <laughs> and we just got kind of chatting over social randomly. Um, but, I mean, it all came about really when he came in to speak because my my workshop's right next to audio kitchen um that do like amps and and like the big trees pedal and all that kind of stuff and he came in there and we kind of just got chatting um and then he he had the telly in and i just was like well do you fancy doing something it was literally one of those kind of conversations and um we took the purple telly apart and he said that it was the the pickups were meant to be a twisted telly in the neck and a no caster in the bridge and they're they're not at all they're the i mean it, it feels like that it was one of those guitars that was kind of put together for a show and it was just like shit on the bench and that they had and they just chucked it out and it just was random magic but um because i mean the bridge pickup from a from a pickup builder's point of view is built like crap <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's all it's all wonky it's the the coils all loose i mean everything's all weird it's definitely not a no caster um pickup um it's got a different stagger it's got loads of different things and um and the twisted telly neck it is i mean it's underwound for a twisted telly and it's a little bit taller i mean there's there's loads of little bits that are different in that so 
it's not what it says in the tin. I I, I really think because there's a rumor that those purple tellies were built for like Frankfurt Music Messer or something, and um, there was four of them or three, three, four of them, and and I I really think it was literally they just grabbed what was 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 around. Um, so we we uh, I looked at those and then we kind of you know just reverse engineered them, which um, and then Pete came in tried the first set of prototypes and was like blown away. And now the, the prototypes are what he has in the telly now. Um, oh, right, well. So he doesn't have the original pickups in that. Um, the, the, the bridge pickup, he actually wanted a little bit hotter. So it is a little bit hotter. And um, yeah, so that's, that's that, but it's been, yeah, it's been, it's been really crazy. I mean, I, the, when they released that, um, I mean, I mean, I don't know what people, you know, think we, we sell. We don't, we don't sell huge amounts. And then they're like, Anderson's released that video. And in 24 hours, we sold 130 sets of those things. <laughs> and I mean, that's like that's like a year's worth before, before then. And it was mind-blowing, uh, a huge learning curve. And all the team were like... That it, it was it. Do you know what it was? It was beautiful because everybody pulled together and everybody came. We all came through. Yeah, we fucked up and there was some. Someone went out that didn't work and blah 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 blah. blah. But all uh, we we fixed it all and um, yeah, it was <laughs> it was crazy going from because that was literally eighteen months from going from a one man band to I had ten people on staff building all of these things. <laughs> Um, wow, that's incredible! It, it was crazy, yeah, really, really crazy time. But um, you know, it kind of needed to happen. <laughs> I did, I did kind of want to ask whilst we were sort of on the uh, on the thread of, uh, I guess, guitars and stuff. Uh, what what you specifically use, Monty? Me? Um, um, yeah, yeah. What 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 you would consider your um, your, your standard what's your standard guitar and your standard pickup configuration as a as a bar to sort of put everything else up against <laughs> i'm 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 a telly guy through and through um which is like it's why the paths that spoke to me were the ones that sounded like big single coils you know and stuff like really that kind of that's interesting yeah. um but you know if you look at it the the path was that was produced to rival fender and become a noiseless single coil that's sure. that's what it was the well but anyway my my, my favorite guitar like on paper like the vintage aficionados would would shoot me but it's um I mean, it's a pine telecaster but it's covered with a thick layer of glitter and then uh, and then some, <laughs> and then some poly um it's all goto hardware and, and stuff it's the first guitar that i put together for myself that i have haven't changed um Apart from, it's been refretted by a guy. I think well, you, you know Tim Hughes, don't you, Matt? Yes. Um, yes. So he, but this is when I was teaching him how to <laughs> how to refret, and he fucked up. So he he rolled the edges of the fingerboard too much, so it like reduced the playing area, and you know it was all all all, all crazy. Is this this guitar's on your website, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. There's a picture it's... of this guitar. You've got a name for this guitar. Sparkles. Sparkles. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's a beauty. But um, 
Yeah, so so Tim did that, but but then he fixed it by um, he sanded the board down, got it lower, which is now it's actually the sort of to be a complete geek. It's the it's the 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 correct the the fingerboard is the correct vintage thickness for like a sixty two. Good, um, good. Yeah, exactly. That's what I want. I don't care about playability. What I want is, is vintage, vintage accuracy. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is actually that yeah. is me to a T. I do not. I do not care about playability. It has to be vintage accuracy. Exactly. And I won't accept anything else. <laughs> yeah. So we we got that all fixed, and and but now I mean the neck before was was good, but it's like now it's amazing. Um, and but it's, yeah, it's the first guitar I've not changed anything a bar. Bar that minor did, fuck up. Did wow. you finish it yourself as well? No, no. I, there's a guy um, who used to work for All Parts UK called George, um, who I stole and that works for me. And um, he sorted it out. And it's it's yeah, All Parts US have made the body. They got sent it to the guy who does all the uh, GNL stuff. Oh, and, that's um, fantastic. Yeah, and then then it got sent over to me. Um, the neck was another. It's another all parts um, neck, but they get made over in Japan. Um, but I think it's a Tokai factory or something. And uh, yeah, we reshaped that anyway. But it's yeah, it's it's fantastic. Really, really good. I um talking of of guitars. Obviously, um, everyone can go on to montysguitars.com to see that. I, I kind of want to know about the Frankenstrat because there's basically uh. a picture, and then you don't really say what it is. But I, I'm counting. What's that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten switches, and yes. then a volume two tones. Are they so just on the, there? For the that? listener, for the listener, these switches in this uh, in this Monty's caster um, uh, sort of Frankenstrat, as it were. These uh, these are rotary controls that are all as close to each other as you can get, and yeah. they are all absolutely ne- next to each other on the on the base of the guitar on the on yeah. the rear belt of the guitar so that was, was made that was <laughs> that was made for a guy called he's called sam grump and he was in a band oh, i can't remember the name of the band but, they, but he, he's just like the loveliest guy and um he this I, I made it initially when like this oh man when was it, it was like 2005 so pretty early on and um I'd built myself a Telecaster with a fuzz probe in it, which is one of the things that's in that. Yes. And that's, he saw... This is... I like this story already. And he, he saw that and was just like, well, could we take it further? And so he wanted a fuzz probe. Um, it had a ghost system in it, so the acoustic um, uh, saddles, a sustainer, but also he wanted a regular pickup in the neck as well. Um Oh, so of... there's four pickups there. Is there? Yeah. Or was it three? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. So, so was he planning um, on playing this guitar anywhere else other than the moon? Or was <laughs> no, no, no. My man, he he's like he was in a really really cool. Um, a, the name escapes me. He was in a really cool band in the noughties. But then he like he, he now does like like most of us do. He's like covers bands and does all that kind of stuff. And he still uses it. It's the most stable guitar he's got. And, um, <laughs> That's amazing. Which is crazy because there's fuck all wood in it. Yeah. So he he came came to me with this this thing. Which is like, I want all of this in it. And um, I was, I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a go. And it was literally that. I was, 
I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I kind of plumbed it in the whole guitar. It's like, you know, when you're building a pedal board and you're kind of, you're, you're sort of channeling it, every component through. That's what it is in that guitar. I mean, it's, it's like spaghetti junction inside. Wow. Um, but it's, it's amazing. The sounds that he can get out of it are crazy. And also, when I finished that guitar, um, oh, God, his name escapes me now, but the, the guitarist from The Verve, uh, what's his name? Oh, oh, Jesus. I can't Anyone help got Google? On that one. <laughs> um, yeah. Hold on, anyway. I'm Googling. Googling, it, go Google. But um, Nick McCabe. That's the one, that's the one. So I was just about to give the black strat to, uh, to Sam and Nick McCabe's tech was in Chandler's and uh, he tried it out and he was just like, Nick would love this. And um, then I got <laughs> literally like five days later, I was just like, you've got to make another one. And I made one for him. And um, I had to drop it off at the Roundhouse in Camden um oh mate which, that which is was incredible am, which, was, which was amazing and and I, I i and i got to see the show that was the first thing first ever kind of show i got to see because i had done something do you know what i mean and it was yeah yeah it was crazy but yeah that was that was really really cool hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. That's um, awesome. Yeah, I, I, I love all that stuff. I mean, it's just like, how far can you push yourself until you fuck up? And that's basically, <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> that's kind of life, isn't it, really? <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Because you do offer a building service on your website, basically, don't you? You can pretty much... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Monty I've, casters, you can you can exactly. have anything built. You guys will build build any bolt on, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I in all fairness, I don't really consider myself a luthier. I'm more of a I I see my, myself and my skill set. I'm a I'm a te- like a guitar sort of tailor, as it were. And, so. and and you do also offer a maintenance course. In fact, yeah, yeah, we do. I mean, it, but the maintenance course initially it was just like it started off as like you know, how to set your guitar up and this stuff. But, but there's so many people were coming to us and wanted to know different things. Um, 
all of which are really, you know, really simple, easy to put put through. So we we were we got to the point where it was literally you can kind of customize your day. So we'd have three guys in, one doing a setup, one doing wiring, one building, I don't know, a nut or you know, all that kind of thing. Um, and it's all really doable, all really cool, and it's just a nice atmosphere. Um, it's really fun to do. I love doing it and and seeing seeing these guys go away with like something that they've accomplished is is really cool. Yes, that is it's a wonderful thing, a, a wonderful thing to to offer because I think a lot of the uh, a lot of courses that you you can get at, at the moment certainly in the UK tend to be all encompassing luthery courses. So it's wonderful yeah. that you're almost uh, you're giving away the trade secrets right there. You're uh, I, yeah. Do you know what I did? I, I, there aren't any secrets really. I mean, it's all it's. Yeah, everyone can do all this stuff. It's not rocket science. No, of course, of course. And, um, it's a weird thing, though, isn't it? Because um, it is something that seems to be you even you either know it or you don't. Like yeah. as someone who owns a, like a little vintage guitar shop, I you know I can't count the amount of times where people message me and they're like, uh, um, "Does this guitar have any fret buzz?" And, and, and it's, you, you know those those are those sort of questions where it's like oh you you don't understand how a how a guitar works like you know how how you can alter a guitar how any guitar could have fret buzz and it's just there I think there are a lot of people out there with zero knowledge of that side of things which is absolutely fair I mean I would I would suggest that I probably have two percent maybe five percent you know of <laughs> of of knowledge of stuff just about enough knowledge to make something not unplayable in order yeah. to sell it that's that's kind of what i have but the fact that you offer a, a service to to educate people in that in that sense is is fantastic yeah no it's i i mean i just want I mean, to again it goes back to the fact that there's no trade secrets i think everybody should be able to if, if they want to give give something a go just try it out i mean you know as long as you're careful you're not going to break anything and if you do break anything, you come to me. <laughs> but uh, no, it's it, it, it all seriousness. I think there's so many people that guard everything. And really, why? I mean, there's there, there's a lot of people that want to want to tinker at their week their weekend, you know, and you know maybe they can't afford to come to somebody to get their guitar set up or maybe they just want to fucking learn you know it's it's uh it's it's one of those things and it's <clears throat> i think you shouldn't you, sh- you shouldn't guard all your secrets i mean it's pointless it also from a brand's point of view it it builds trust and the fact that you're willing to say how it is you know and and, and put it on the Absolutely. line and it, that, that's that's an important thing um, yeah i mean so I guess this kind of leads on to, um, how, yeah, I mean, you talked a bit about obviously how you got your job. I mean, there's kind of two questions here. It's like, one, why did you decide to do what you do? And, you know, mm-hmm. decide when did you decide that was going to be your career? But also, what advice would you give to someone who, where's the best place to start with this sort of thing? Like, 
because you know you can start you can i remember the first time you know working in stores is the first time you discover stew mac and then you get the catalog <laughs> and you're like oh my god i need like a diamond wage is gone <laughs> yeah, i need a diamond edge file saw and all this sort yeah, yeah, of crazy yeah. stuff and then you're i think like, i have one of those <laughs> yeah. oh you oh, poor boy and then, um, i've never used it and then exactly people, <laughs> and then people may like me go wow yeah hmm Amazon, and then you're just like, "What's the cheapest file I can buy?" It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. delivered. It's. Uh, do you know what? I mean, I think uh, with all of this stuff, I mean, if you want to start, you just you just start. You literally you. I mean, I'm a big I'm a big fan of just like you fuck up, you learn. You fuck up, you learn. You fuck up, you learn. It's, it's it just rinse and repeat, and then you just you get there, and eventually you will get there, um, and that's it um pure and simple i i was really 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 lucky to to learn from who i learned from um if you can get in with somebody like that then grab it and and run with it um and you know that that's it but you know if you if you want to do anything in in if you want to do anything in anything you've just got to go you've just got to start that's it there's no there's, there's no, there's, well, there's nothing else. That yeah. is it, you know, I think. Just yeah, dive sure. into it. it, it dive in, dive in. You, you <laughs> will always make mistakes and, and that's normal. I guess and, a lot of times unless, well, I guess with, with anything, and like the great thing about guitars is you can probably never break a guitar beyond the point of repair. In, in some sense. I mean, I'm sure you could smash it completely i mean matt like... you've clearly never dropped an sg yeah although um, saying that i mean i've you know i've had guitars with with neck breaks of that all oh, broken that's and stuff like that. but you know i mean you know even if you snap a truss rod you you'll be able to pry the fingerboard off and replace it and all that sort of so yeah, yeah, yeah. you know there's this there's kind of i mean definitely don't you know, get your parents like vintage guitar they've had for fifty years and go. No, yeah, I'm no, going to do like I'm, I'm just going to adjust the truss rod and then it's like oh, it's really tight. I just need to like keep going and then just like I, snaps and you're like oh. I, I also think a, a big thing is to know when to when to stop and ask for help. <laughs> yeah, it's a big thing. I mean, um, you know, and it's sort of realizing where your weaknesses are and and searching me. I mean, these, this day and age, you've got access to so much information. Um, and also, you've got access to people. I mean, I, I answer all my own Instagram stuff. So people ask me questions all the time. Um, so it's, it's really easy. If you want to try something out and if you want to get somewhere, just do it. Most people are nice, despite what the news will tell you. Nice. <laughs> and um and it's it's that's the thing it's just just get up do it if you want to do it do it and just try it up and message someone if they give you an answer then that's great if they don't then then that's fine and you just carry on absolutely it's... i actually messaged you about a, a problem i was having yeah you ignored my response i'm so so sorry really? i figured it out in the meantime and i do apologize <laughs> basically i messaged everyone i knew who knew anything about guitars at mm. that point in time uh it, it turned out that the guitar i was looking at the the person i'd bought it from had rewired it and had uh 
uh, and had re rewired the pickup ground and the other thing, the Life. other the, the, <laughs> the wrong way round. So I was oh, like, dear. I don't understand why this is doing what it's doing because so what, all the what, wiring. What guitar was, was it? Wiring. What was it doing? Oh, it was a, it was a, just a, uh, it was a Squire Vista. Do you remember the Squire Vista series? They, they were fantastic mm. uh, Chinese-made squires, um, yeah. and they did a little music master bass, which I purchased for next to nothing in in bad condition. I was fixing up, but um, this single coil, one single coil bass, had been fitted with a pair of five hundred k, five hundred k volume and and, and tone pot, yeah. uh, which meant that it was doing far too much anyway. Way. and then they'd got the earth the, the ground and live the the wrong way round so i couldn't work out why but the problem was the circuit looked fine so yeah. uh, me as a as a layman as someone who's not very good at that sort of thing i was looking at this circuit being like well this does look okay like this does look like how i think it should look like this with the the wire passing from the pickup to the volume to the tone to the yeah. output jack and the other one going to the earth like i was i was like i don't understand this looks fine but it's making a horrible sound and it sounds terrible i understand yeah. that the 500k's are wrong but that shouldn't be a reason that it sounds like this and yeah. so it took me ages to sort of realize and then finally i sort of was like hold on the black and white wires are the other way round that's that's the only problem here. So, but but honestly, it took me a day and me messaging pretty much everyone I knew who had anything to do with guitars yeah. before I eventually came to that conclusion. But that's that's you know I've gone off on a on a tangent here. But I guess that's exactly that that situation is exactly the service that you that you offer to eliminate the issues of. Yeah 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 we we. We just see that kind of stuff all the time, so it's you know. It's what what is the worst condition guitar you've ever seen or worked on? Should I say? <laughs> What's been the um, hardest project? Uh, okay, so there's, there's there's three things that come to mind. There's the first one, which was the most rock and roll one, where um, Elvis Costello's um, warehouse, where all his gear was stored, got flooded. And um, we had to sort it all out. So um, that was that was pretty mind-boggling. Um, we had to dry it out for like six months, all this stuff out for six months, and then go on from there. But the good thing that re the re the most amazing thing that came out of that was it possibly one of the most the, the craziest guitars I've ever played was this. I think it was a one seven five or. It was like a Gibson hollow body oh, yeah. arch top thing. Oh, tell me and, more. And it had a single P90 in the neck. Um, and he had painted it like a mushy pea green on the front. Oh. And like some other grass, like kind of grassy green on the on the sides. But anyway, um, but it sounded amazing. It sounded absolutely out of this world. And it was like crazy old. And um, But that's what our... our, um, our 54p90 is actually based on really uh, yeah, wow, yeah that's yeah. incredible yeah, on yeah. an elvis costello pickup yeah i know, I know. that yeah. is absolutely again, amazing again it goes back to the fact that i'm just, I'm just being really fucking lucky you know yeah so you really um, have <laughs> yeah i know i know i know and it, I'm, I'm, you know i'm absolutely you know really really humble um it's 
there was that. There was another time where there was this guy who I won't say his name, but he brought his, brought me his guitar. Um, he had been very naughty, and uh, his wife had caught him doing something naughty, and uh, he brought his three three five, which was like a sixties three three five with um, "See You Next Tuesday" carved into the back of it, uh, <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> which <laughs> I had to then like sort out so we did that that's another one um which (laughs) was very very funny um oh god what was the other one okay so it's a friend of mine a guy called Zane he's been my like longest lifelong customer even when I moved out of London he would still come drive to see me up in Peterborough and then yeah all that kind of stuff but he I mean this the crazy thing about this guy, right? He he played left right-handed. Something happened to his little finger on his right hand, his left hand, so he couldn't fret fret things properly. So he's relearned left-handed. And um, oh, I hate him already. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he's a super nice guy. Can play it and all that kind of crap. Um, so he's playing. He, he had a Firebird, a Gibson Firebird custom shop thing. Um, he's playing it in his flat. His sister and his niece were over. His niece was at the top of his stairs and she was about to fall over. And so Zane shouted and ran to, to save his niece. And his, at the same time, his sister opened a door, which then smashed the guitar. So Zane then fell over, guitar smashed. He fell over on the stairs, completely disintegrated this thing, um, uh, but, but saved his niece. Oh, so most important, okay. Yeah, exactly. Most important thing. That, that um, is the most important thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but we rebuilt the, the Firebird. So that was... Wow. Yeah, it was literally, the, the neck was... was complete, well, that, it'll be, but I, He came to me with a headstock, a body, and that was it. <laughs> so <laughs> that, was, that was pretty cool. That's incredible. What a wonderful thing to do. In yeah. fact, it's, it's, it's my main reason for, for being such... A Gibson fan is that I think they uh, um, that they just have to survive so much more than anything else. Well, anything yeah. that's a that's a set neck yeah. just uh, just is under so much more pressure to actually survive. So if yeah. it has survived this long, then it's a then it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, one of one of my favourite people that I've ever met was a guy called Alan Rogan, who was um, a Pete Townsend's tech um, since day dot. Um, sadly, he died last year, but. He um, <laughs> he told me that Gibson drops off a load of SGs for Pete and uh, like before a tour, like pre-production stuff. And this is when they went to that short joint in the neck, and uh, Pete like wobbles the neck around loads. <laughs> he literally oh no! <laughs> picked it up, played a couple of chords, neck off. Next one. That's <laughs> played a couple of chords, neck off. It was That's like... the worst guitar. That is the <laughs> worst guitar in all of history to give to that man. I know, I know, I know. It was, uh, yeah, it was fine hilarious. for plenty of other people, but, but not not him. No, not him. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, no. very very funny. Yeah, and um, I guess you know the flip side of that what is because you you sort of alluded to it earlier um what are some of the best guitars that you've had the pleasure of uh playing um, again i mean i've it's just it's it, you know it's it's just luck but i um i played the gilmore um 
Blackie. I played the oh the, the same one. Really? The zero, the zero 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 one. Oh, the red one. one. No, it's a gold one. Ah, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, I you know bursts and lots of you know fifty four strats broadcasters, but but all all of them um, can fuck off because the best one I've ever played was um, owned by a guy called Terry Britton who wrote What's Love Got To Do With It and uh, Just Good Friends and Devil Woman, all that kind of stuff. Wow. 1969 Telecaster that had been resprayed in, uh, what's it called, like Pelham Blue. But wow. the neck on it was just to die for. It's just like you could, you could play anything on it and it would just be, be amazing. Well, yeah. you heard it here first, listener. The uh, greatest guitar of all time from a man who's played <laughs> most of the best guitars. <laughs> but do you a know what? 1969 I mean, Telecaster. Yeah. But the, do you know what? That, that, per- that period in like Fender's history is, is a magical period that people just completely dis- uh, just throw away. Because there's this, they, like, from the pickup point of view, they went from possing in wax to possing in lacquer purely because it was cheaper. But what you get with that is you get this like really hard outer core on the pickup, which protects all the harmonics and all that kind of stuff. But the inner coil is like completely free. So you get all these extra like 3D kind of things going on. And it's... Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's crazy. I mean, you, I've, I mean, I've you... always been a sucker for those things. Like if, if you say wax potted... I'm I'm there. Like that's that's it. That's, nah, that's I mean, all I need. Nah, nah, nah. nah. I mean, wax potted is. I mean, it, it it does great, great, great things, and people people like talk a load of stuff about it, and it's. But in reality, it's it's the actual, it's how it affects the coil. So what you want, ideally, is you want the outside of the coil to be nice and tight, and the inside to be a little bit like. Hell's Mary. <laughs> so <laughs> it's um, because that way you've got all of this bloom and all of these extra stuff going on, but it's kept under control, which is why you'll see people saying that they like partially pot or they, um, uh, well, other things like that. You know, it's, it's it, that's what they're doing. Um, sure. It's, it's, it's a way of, keeping all the extra goodness into the in in the tone that's it yeah yeah wonderful um one thing we we haven't actually covered yet is the fact that um you you recently branched off into into pedals as well monty's monty's <laughs> guitars pedals yeah I wanna, yeah i want to talk about the more the more well the more um that it's a it's a boost, and that, that it all came about because I was using multiple boosts on my board. So it's a, it's a JFET boost, which yeah. which kind of fits right into what me and Matt love, which is what we call on the Guitarners podcast "Make Gooderers." Yeah, um, no, that's exactly what it is. Right. I mean, it, basically, a JFET works like a valve, so it it exactly. just it yeah it's, it's I mean even like the more or any any JFET circuit put a unity is going to make you sound better um i think unless you really fuck it up but no, i'm there i'm there i agree <laughs> but but um yeah maybe it came about because 
I was, yeah, I was using multiple boosts at different points on my board. Um, and I was just like, I, I can't be asked to have all these different pedals. Um, <laughs> mate, okay, this is, this is like no word of a lie what happened in my head when I came up with the idea. I was just, I'd, I'd spoken to Steve Crow of Audio Kitchen about it and was just like, can you, can we design this? And he was just like, yeah. So I had this idea for a single boost thing. And then I got out of my car one morning when I went to work and my dog, who's sadly no longer with us, Pippin, took a shit outside my car. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, she's doing a poo. Maybe I could do two boosts, two poo, two two boosts, one pedal. <laughs> and then, no, seriously, I, 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 I shit you not, that's, that's, that's what went through my head. And then I walked, I, you know, obviously as a good responsible dog owner, I cleared it up and, you know, and I walked upstairs and I spoke to Steve, was like, can we put two boosts in a pedal? But <laughs> you handed it to him and yeah, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, here you go. Here's your little doggy parcel. Um, but no, it's like, can, could, is this a possibility? Could we have like basically two separate boosts so you can have one at the front of your drive chain, one at the back, so you can not only slam the front of your pedals and to make them basically one pedal do two things, and then at the other side you can just make it louder. and just like, So throwing up and, and shitting at the same time, but you're yeah. going to do this in a pedal that is essentially two boosts with an effects loop. Exactly. Exactly. So that's... Genius. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I, I made the crazy decision about sort of two years ago to run with any crazy idea I have, and that was one of them. So, um, <laughs> you, know, we, we, you know, we've gone with that. It's, I mean... Everyone who's tried it has 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 been really, you know, they've they've really liked it. We haven't really pushed it, but um, I, it's one of those things that once we get no, it, it is the only down, pedal that that Monty's guitars do essentially, isn't it? At the minute, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, oh, oh, that's exciting! I'm excited to see what happens next. There's there's lots of stuff, uh, you know. There's there's there there are lots of stuff in the pipeline. We're just, you Ooh. know, trying to sort out all our, oh. you know, all the boring back end stuff that yeah, you guys must know. So well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know what I'd like to see next. I'd More. be excited mm. to see, like, a, from a company like you, I'd be excited to see, like, a a maestro style fuzz. That 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 I'd, Ooh, I'd be excited be to see your take on that. That that yeah. would be interesting. Yeah, we, but, we've both um, we've obviously both got a passion for pink, so. You know. Absolutely, I was going to say more than anything, the fact that you've just put O oh, and it's got bright pink on it was just exactly, like, exactly, total win. Have you seen? Have you seen our new, our new packaging? No, so if you've looked at our Instagram recently. We've got new after, like literally. Okay, so my wife ordered some samples, so she thought of um, some uh, uh, tissue paper. Uh, which turned out to be like sort of 20 kilos worth of tissue paper. <laughs> this is like 10 years, 10, 11 years ago when we first started. And we only, we finally got through the last bit on Thursday this week. Oh, wow. <laughs> like seriously. So we, we ordered a load more, but now we've got like, we've got shocking pink. We've got like this crazy turquoise that we use all the time and loads of other stuff. So yeah. Well, I have to so order something do, just for the I, pink wrap. Yeah, definitely, man. I, I do actually want to talk about the aesthetic a little bit because because that's kind of one of the things that's very, very unique about Monty's guitars is the fact that you've very much gone for this um, um, 
ladies and gentlemen's brand. Yeah. Um, that 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 is a really deliberate thing about Monty's, and you really yeah. represent that. Uh, obviously, I, I mean, I've only seen you at uh, UK shows. I don't know if you've ever done any US shows. No, we haven't yet. For, no. For, for for listeners around the world, obviously, yeah, everyone UK based. If if you've seen a a, a Monty's booth at a guitar show, it's very much like walking into um, an an apothecary. <laughs> sort of thing that and that is the gist of it and I, I love that there is so much aesthetic involved in your brand and i actually think this is a very important thing this is a conversation that me and matt have had with loads of people on this on on, yeah. on the friday specials but like a the aesthetic of a brand is a really important thing and i love that you've gone for this almost this uh gentleman's barbers uh kind of feel yeah. that seems to be the the basis behind that so i, I you know i i appreciate this is off topic but i'd love you to talk about your decision behind that and why you've why you've gone for such a unique branding idea well do you, do you know what it's, it's, it's like twofold really like the the first thing is that i want anybody that any, anybody that has trusted me with their cash and like given me, you know, it, you know, the, the, the bought something from me to have the best experience they can and have every step of the journey as as well as I can make it to be as special as as possible. So hence the like the, the, the packaging that takes us. Like literally, we have a whole day dedicated to packaging. And, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, but, but everybody that get, I want everybody that gets uh, something from us to, you know, have a nice experience. I mean, how, how nice is it to, to receive a nice handwritten letter these days? I mean, literally that simple. It's, oh, yeah. it's, it's nice. And, and if we can do that, then as a thank you, then fair, fair dinkum. Yeah, well, actually, uh, you sold something to um, Vince, uh, who yeah. I work with, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he posted a pitch from Boss. Good old yeah, Vince he from um, Boss. he posted some pictures of all the packaging and was like, you know, I was like, oh, you didn't tell me you were buying some pickups. You're like, no, I just bought like some wax. He bought some instrument food. Oh, so like, we, we, yeah. we should actually talk about this because because uh, Monty's guitars. Uh, you you do your own wax, your own uh, guitar wax, which is which is quite unique. Yeah, well, it's just like again, all this stuff comes from the workshop. So this is I started using um, again. This goes back to our mutual friend Tim Hughes, <laughs> who when he came to work for me, he was using this finishing wax, but it was a like so he would. Um, clean a board, a fingerboard down with lighter fluid, which is kind of normal, and then he would oil it with lemon oil, and then he would put finishing wax on the top. But the problem with finishing wax, like traditional stuff, is it stinks to fuck. It's like um, it's got loads of terps in and all that kind of horrible stuff. Oh so, yeah, I mean, I love huffing that stuff, but it's not good for for. Beer. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good for like a like you know Friday after school, but it's yeah, exactly. Not, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 not good for anything else. So <laughs> we like he, he yeah he he kind of went away on on tour, and then I I was just like I was like dicking about with some stuff and um, kind of yeah came came up with a recipe and um, and that's it and we get. But the the wax is all London beeswax, so it's made with from 
beehives within the M25, basically. Like that's a, that's, that's wonderful. Amazing. Which is really that is, cool. That is there's, so cool. Yeah, basically, there's a, there's a few like oils we use, and then scents and stuff, and 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 that's it. I I, I brew it all. I mean, actually, since lockdown, we've uh, my my fam, my wife, and my beautiful kids make it all. So um, they they do it. They, they make it. We've got That's this like amazing. cauldron thing. That is, it's proper that is hand. It's proper family thing. Monty. You know, it's really that, really really cool. That's but, wonderful. Uh, what an incredibly cool thing to yeah. to get to have to your family name. I, 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 re- I really think that's, that's it's, the best no, it's thing good. But that's so cool. Yeah, but also also going back to the whole you know the whole ethos of the business and stuff and just I want I um I mean. I've suffered a lot with like mental health problems and all that kind of stuff during my life. So, um, all everything that Monty's is, if you come in to it, it's designed to be a safe space, you know. Um, so you don't, you know, if if you want to geek out, you can geek out. If you want to, you know, whatever it is, and which then reflects in the, you know, in the packaging. It's like a thank you. It's 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 all about that. Um, connection with people all of it is and um because i think if someone's you know trusted me with their tone i want to give it all back you know i want to yeah trust you with everything so Ab- it's absolutely and you and, and you actually as a brand have been very supportive of mental health charities as well in, mm, in, yeah, in, yeah. In, in the past as well which i think is a is a hugely important thing, very Definitely. important to uh, to us at Guitar Nerds, and 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 you know we, it's it's wonderful that uh, that you know that that you do as much as you do. I think it's a is a fantastic thing. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, thanks, man. It's it's it's, a, it's I mean it's a it's a really big thing, especially yeah. amongst blokes. Which I mean, let's face it, most of the the you know the guitar-y people are, um, not all obviously, but. Um, just, no, just... and 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 to be honest, and an important thing to mention, an awkward thing to mention, as it always is, um, because the guitar community is is so skewered in 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 favour of, of of men, and something that we as guitar nerds um, strive to to. <laughs> Um, to to mend and and obviously the, yeah. the community suffer from s- suffers from hugely is that that is so it's so skewered in the direction of men and of course uh, yes absolutely and you know whilst Katana's is is never want to get serious uh, um, it, I I think it's a very important thing um, that 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 male melt uh, male mental health is is addressed and, uh, yeah. and 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 dealt with and it's fantastic that your company deals with it in the way that you do and yeah, uh, and of you. course and and <laughs> you know guitarnards echoes that you know we, we we obviously want to to you know at once uh, you know be um be as much of a, a broad church as possible and and you know yes uh, yeah help uh, any you know Help the entire concept of of male male mental health as well. Yeah. Um, oh, there they go. Guitarnerd's getting serious there. For, for... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we need we need to say a cock joke or something now, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <I'll>, uh... <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely, everyone. Right, Hold yeah, on, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just uh, I'll... let me describe my penis for a minute, and then uh... <laughs> that's beautiful, God, that's man. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, perfectly done. You've absolutely <laughs> gone through. <laughs> that is it. 
<laughs> yeah, that is, in fact, in fact, that is about all we have time for on this week's episode of the Friday special. Um, so, so Matt Monty, it's been Thank wonderful you. to have you on. Thank you so much for coming. That's on been an absolute pleasure. Well. Yeah, it's, it's been wonderful to have you on the podcast. Uh, you can, of course, catch more guitar notes over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds or you can join us on any of the major social platforms with at guitar nerds um, and we'll be back next week with our regular episode on wednesday and another friday special on friday um whew, how about that you can also check out monty's guitars if you didn't already know at monty's guitars.com so do that as well and, and, and buy uh, some awesome t-shirts buy some awesome t-shirts i absolutely love your um i've got to say before we go i absolutely love the marty made me do it t-shirt yeah that's Um, but man that's my life that's 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 that that film inspired everything (laughs) (laughs) i had to make that i had to do that yeah it's it's incredible no no i i can't see any um anything to do with with monty's or your brand on it but it's just an amazing t-shirt no, you don't need it it's just like that's that's it it's a, it's a yeah. statement <laughs> <laughs> absolutely wonderful um uh, fantastic well we'll catch you next week for more of this guitar nerdery farewell see you later laters Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.